It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. Go Birds! Go Birds! Hey, hello, it is... The Go Birds podcast presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Uh, Elliot Shore Parks is fired up today. My I man really came am. in. He's like, he's like, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. He's got, a, I got a serious take on this. Yep. He is ready to roll. We are in season. It's go time. How I basically doing, have what I would describe as almost a dissertation <laughs> as to why it was not Jonathan so, Gannon's yes, fault on Sunday. Yes. Well, we are going to yell at each other about that yeah, one. Yeah, it's going to be a tenth Elliot one. also said, I have something to say about Jordan Davis. I was like, yeah, I know you texted me about it. <laughs> yeah. And you texted the thread with me and Fritz on it together. Uh, very clear you have something to say about Jordan Davis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a Jordan Davis take for sure. you got a, a lot of takes take today. For sure. As Jack Fritz walks into our studios, we're going, Jack can confirm that he texted us about this Jordan Davis take. He's very excited to put out there. You know what's funny? You're just endearing yourself to the GoBirds listeners even more now. Legit, Jack Fritz is becoming the enemy of GoBirds. I was driving in the Novacare this morning and I legit thought to myself, oh, that's right, the Phillies are still playing. <laughs> You're such a like, did they play yesterday? <laughs> no, they were off. Okay, yesterday. when's the last time they played? Sunday. Okay. It was just one day. <laughs> it feels like, like they basically Phillies disappeared. Phillies are about to be in the playoffs. Right, they you basically hear no disappeared. Philly slander from this yeah. guy. No, I'm in. Go I'm Phils. Very excited about where the Phils are at, but I'm also very, very, very excited about I mean, they're probably the third best, fourth best team in the city. <laughs> no. Yeah. All right, we're not doing this. Yeah. All right, we'll bring Jack back in here. I'll let you two got it. All right, a lot to get into. Obviously, Jordan Davis takes coming up. We're going to fight about Gannon because I will not let you get away with it. Okay, this is, I'm excited that, for it. Just, and I, I'm just honestly for the excited listeners. to hear good, your rebuttal. Good. Just for the listeners yeah. out there, don't worry. I won't let him get away with this because, you know, sometimes, and uh, I think this has happened to you before, you're on an island. A little like, bit, and, yeah. And in this case... It's Elliot Shore Parks on the island. There's no one else there. Jonathan Gannon's parents aren't even on the island I anymore. I think Gannon's parents are. I think I think it's me, the Gannons, <laughs> probably his wife. Yeah, I don't know if he has it. kids, but that would you know I'd hope they'd be on the yeah. island. That's fair. I agree. I think. Yeah. I'll tell you, yeah. he's not on the island. The pass rush. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna get to all that in a sec. Let's start though with with you know probably the most important thing that happened to you. Over oh, this time yes, here. easily. <laughs> you tweeted out about it. You almost lost your bag, buddy. Dude, let me tell you. So, <laughs> I've never felt more like I was a part of a movie than I was at the airport on Monday. Uh-huh. All right. So, you know how 
This is either going to be so interesting or so boring. <laughs> Dude, right. um, yeah, I think so, I know which way it's going to go. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. So, well, you know, the time anyway. So, I don't like to check my bag. I'm ironically because I'm worried I'm going to lose it, right? I'm like, it is pretty ironic. Right. Okay. So, it has nothing to do with the time. It's no, not, I don't well, want to go Waiting wait. does suck too, but I'm most, I think one of the worst feelings is when you're waiting by the like luggage thing to see if your bag is going to come waiting, out. And, and after and each wait. bag, you're like, well, I guess they lost it. <laughs> like, you know, like, and it, well, all, and it always my, eventually. I, I always feel that way, and I've never had a bag lost. Me either. And I, every time, like, well, my, da- yeah, my, bag's, exactly. da- my bag's definitely not coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can tell already there's like <laughs> yeah. 10 bags. And, and, it, and there's no them. rhyme or reason. There are like 300 people on the flight, but the first 10 bags are mine, it's gone. I know. Exactly. So I never check my bag. So I'm on the flight. Uh, and there's a few Eagles writers on there. Zach Berman's on there. Chris Franklin's on there. Like name drop, name yes, drop. No big it. deal yep, to me, yep, right? Yep, so your people. Yeah. So I'm on the flight, and when you know how if you don't check your bag, you put it in the overhead compartment. Oh, is that how it That's works? That's how it generally oh, cool, works for cool, people cool. that haven't flown. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There are many listeners who've so never flown. So we before. take the flight. Flight's over. I get up. I'm in row 18. So I wait. You know, I get up and I look. I'm like, my bag is not in the overhead, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so it's like it's like. Panic. Also a tense situation Fear. because everybody wants to get off, right? So I'm sitting there in the middle of the aisle, like looking around. Everyone's looking at me. What the fuck is this guy doing, right? And so I'm like, my bag's like just definitely not here. So I go to the front and I tell the uh, the hey, air, flight attendant. Flight attendant. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yes. nailed that one. Yeah, nailed that. <laughs> and he was very nice, but he was also kind of like, buddy, it's definitely here. Like, <laughs> he was like, this happens all the time. Just yeah, go which sit I'm down. Sure it does, bro. I can't, yeah, my bag's not here, and then it's always and there. then it's always there, yeah. right? So there was a part of me that's like, okay, I was probably just <laughs> dumb and forgot yeah, where I put yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I wait, and that th- so at the end of it, it's just only me on the flight mm-hmm. and this other bag. So mm-hmm. what happened was. So I have, a, I have a luggage bag. It's away. No big deal to me. It's expensive. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> so I have an away bag, right? <laughs> no You're flexing about having a away bag? Dude, let me tell you, expensive <laughs> luggage has been a life changer. But anyway. Oh, my God. And by that, I mean, it's, you know, it's not like thousands of dollars. But... <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. So You're so excited. You're like me. You're knocking your water. Usually I know. it's me knocking the water over. So I'm on the flight. And just me and one bag that's also in a way bag. So, <laughs> it's me in the bag. So like, I think what what obviously happened is someone this guy. Someone took your bag correct, and it was right. there. Yes. It's very so clear. I'm like sitting there. I'm like, this blows. My bag's gone. Some of my clothes that I really like are in my bag. And so I'm like pretty despondent. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like I cannot believe that my, like, I'm like, this guy's never going to bring the bag back. He's probably going to get all the way to where he's going and be like, oh, this blows. Like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm at the front desk. Uh, the you know where you check in and they're like you have to go down to the luggage place and fill out a complaint and I'm like this is such a massive waste of time I'm never gonna get it mm-hmm. so I'm walking I tweeted I lost my bag in hopes that an Eagles fan on the I'll flight might you. have taken it is the power of, exactly. the, of your Twitter yes. account Mr. Hundred Plus Thousand so, Follower guy. no big deal to me so <laughs> you know how in the Philly airport there's that part where you walk right before you get on the escalator down and you can like see outside where all the taxis sure. are yeah so I'm walking and I look down and I kid you not James I saw the guy with my bag. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like crowded because a bunch of us got off the flight. I start running. I felt like I was in like Born Identity or whatever those <laughs> movies are called, right? Like Mission Impossible. I'm running down. I go down the escalator, and thankfully he had come back inside for whatever reason, like get a drink of water. And I go up to him, and I'm so like, so he didn't even know that he had. He the wrong still bags. thought. Wow. He still thought he had his bag. So you're right? so lucky. You said it was unbelievable. unbelievable. I literally looked outside. And like, why was he still there? I, he was waiting for a taxi, and then I guess one wasn't coming, so he was like, "Let me go get some water." You are so lucky. so lucky, like, right? Unbelievably. But lucky. this was the funniest part. So I go down to him. And I'm like, "Hey, man, were you on the Detroit flight?" Like knowing he was, and he's like, "Yeah, I was." Like I'm like, "You have my bag," and he's like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, bro, you like." 
what do you mean in my short? That's my bag. And so it was funny. He was kind of like put out about it. He was like, oh, so I have to go and get my bag now. And I'm like, you do realize like you're the reason this happened. Like, this is not something bad to happen to you. Like I've saved the day. I'm like an action hero running through the airport. So anyway, I got my bag back. It was about 20 minutes of pure fear. I loved it that, uh, you know, and all that at the end there, you know, letting us know that you don't watch action movies by calling yourself like an action hero. In yeah, that yeah, yeah. I mean, it pretty much could be anything, an action you're movie. You're like a, a weird yeah. rom-com hero or well, whatever. Yeah. You know? Well, it's funny. I texted my friends. I was like, I feel like I'm in a movie in the airport. And they go, did you fall in love? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm married, like, I just got married. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, pretty good. So it was good. All right, that's a good story. Have you got your bag back? Thank you. Shout out to the guy who who, who took your bag and was kind Not of jerk. Apologi- <laughs> and then I ended up apologizing to him at one point. And have. I'm like, Elliot, it's what are you doing? You. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. All right, I love it. Yes. All right. Um, quick note, and then we're gonna Podcasting dive in. Podcasting note. Po- yeah, yeah. An inside podcast. Inside yeah. baseball we're, podcast. Look at you. You but got it. it high you hopes. just got yeah. it. All right, we're diving in. Um. So we're gonna we're gonna do something a little bit different with the feed moving forward. So let's start with uh, people who noticed what happened already. Yes. So so yes, there was some some uh, a Gobert short in the in the audio feed, yes. which was you know something from the pod we had already done. Um, people didn't love it. Well, at least from the <laughs> quick so, reaction. Yeah. So let's. Ex- it was not our idea. Our idea. Well, first. well okay. Let's okay. Just throw okay. that All out right, there. Yes. So. The idea of it was our podcast can be long sometimes. And although we yes. know we call the end of it the real one time because those were all the real ones listen yes. to the end. But not everyone listens to the whole thing. Yes. So we decided we would try to put a chunk of it in the pod feed that like if you didn't get to listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You or can if you go didn't and, have a lot of time. Exactly. And you just yes. like 15 minute yes. commute. You want to just listen to the but uh, here's, particular portion of Here's it. what we didn't realize. Everybody listens to everybody. Yeah. I, I, that's what I thought. Yes. That's what I hope. Yes. So, so here's what we're going to do. Unless you want to take the four. No, go for it. Okay. This is you're the you're the yeah. leader of this part. I'm, I'm just following along. <laughs> I know, which is scary. But so here, <laughs> you're the face of this one, as they say. So here's the truth. No big deal to us. We have the number one NFL podcast in the company. Yes. And really it's because of you guys and all the listeners. Yeah, it's only because of you. But here's the other truth. And this is gonna get James going especially. <laughs> oh, man. The number two one. Yeah. Creeping up on us. Yeah, not cool. Not not cool with this right the now. The Dallas Cowboys Dallas pod. sucks, Elliot. Exactly. Okay. There it is. So, Like, we, literally, their team sucks, too. Yeah, just so we get the that season's over. Well, right. here's a, look, I hope their pod does well, because I'm sure they're nice people. I don't. It's going to be a lot I tougher. Don't, <laughs> don't, I don't. I don't want them to do well. It's going to be tougher to get Cooper Rush pods going. I want the Cowboys to do horrible. I want the city to fold in upon itself. That's how I feel he about does not Dallas. like Dallas. Unless... You're listening in Dallas and you're an Eagles fan. Then I want the city to fold up CJ around you. Like, is yeah, in like Texas, CJ. Don't know where, but I want, I want you to be fine. Everything else room. Yes. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. And the other reality is this. During the season, and I'll speak for James, James is a big deal at the station. <laughs> like, he's <laughs> part what, of the biggest show at the station. He hosts me, all the time. Not what I would have said. Right? I'm on air more than I used to be. So we're just, and people have probably seen this over the last month. We're not able to record as much as we used to be. We just the reality of the situation, yes. right? So here's and what we during the season we're here we're yes, gonna you know sure. our normal stuff three pods a week that whole thing and the and the show and all that right so here's what we're gonna do we are going to take any time like James hosts on WIP or I do an extended hit and we're gonna put it in the feed and our hope is this a Dallas sucks I'll Dallas say sucks. it right yes. so right remain number one but B I do think like so if we record on a Tuesday we're both super busy on a Wednesday with other stuff but something big happens. We can put that content into feed so you guys have st- our opinions on big things that happen. So our hope is pretty much, honestly, every day from here until 
I don't even know, like at least the end of the season, you should have some new Go Birds content in your feed every single morning. More or less. Yes. More or less. More or less. Yes. At least most mornings. And again, um, you know, um, earmuffs. One, two, three. I'm gonna I'm gonna change this up a little bit. One, two, three. Fuck Dallas. There it is. In this case. All there right. That's is. what I think. They're stupid pod, all about it. I, I hate it. I hate that they're even well, like, so in funny. our hemisphere here. It was so funny. Not okay with this. Not okay. I'm talking to James about it, and I'm like, you know, updating him on everything. And he's certainly involved and interested. And then I say the Dallas thing, and it's like, okay, James is back. <laughs> like, James. <laughs> we can't let this happen. We can't let it happen. Like, so, everybody, listen to every episode. That's really it. Yeah, and, and yeah. Here's, and here's the other a, thing too. Yeah, automatic downloads. Guys. Yeah. Okay. So we don't we don't ask a lot. We don't really. We really honestly. don't. We love you. That's why. And and we mean it when we say there is no podcast without you. It'd be two idiots, granted friends, and we'd yes. enjoy ourselves talking to each other. Well, I was texting we about enjoy, Jordan yes, Davis. Yes, we love to talk to each other about this stuff and everything. Um, we'd probably still talk to each other. Maybe not in front of microphones. That'd be weird. But there's no it's podcast kind of fun, without though. you guys. If you guys aren't there to listen, right. like there's no point to this whole thing. We do it for you, with you, and we've created a community here, and that's what. Why we love this so much. Yes. That's why it feels special to us. And, you know, we hear it on Saturdays when all our real ones call in. I just had a call from a guy in Cedar Rapids, Iowa today on the midday show. He yeah. was just like, hey, man, I just got to tell you, Go Birds gets me through my day. Wow. I make my kids listen. Like, all that was awesome. Like, that kind of stuff, like, that's, it It it, it makes my heart swell. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm so humbled and happy that we can connect people and bring people together and all that. And that's why we do it. But for the first time, we need your help. We yeah, we do. Because I can't lose to Dallas. I know. Okay, this is like a really important thing in my life His and neck in my veins soul. Are bulging right now. I, I can't. So you know what? I'm gonna even take a step further. Steal your mom's phone. Download the pod there. Yes. Steal your dad's phone. Steal your sister's phone. Your best buddy. Be like, hey, I don't care. You're significant you others. Again, here's the thing. I don't care if anyone else listens. We got our people. I just want the download. Yes. All right. I am. We I'm going to be crystal Dallas. clear here. I just got to beat Dallas. Beat Dallas, right? That's our thing. Beat Dallas. Tweet us. Hashtag beat Dallas with something about downloads. Screenshot yeah. of you Ooh, like doing this. automatic downloads. Uh, yeah, if you want to take a little video yes. of you like stealing your mom's phone and just hitting automatic. She'll never notice. She might not even open the app ever. You know, yeah. like find someone like your parents who don't use podcasts forever and just, just boom, automatic Love go it. birds. Like whatever you can do to help us out. Again, we don't want to ask for much and we... We try not to because we appreciate you, right. and we're the ones who want to bring you stuff. But we want to be number one. We're 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 asking for a little help here from our people, from our crew, from our community. Like, help us out. Yes, I can't lose to Dallas. Like, I will be sad and depressed, and it will break. I my think soul. it's fair to say if Dallas overtakes us as a pod, the Cowboys are probably winning the division. Oh, I so like that. If yes. you're an Eagles fan, it's the a karma once, thing. Yes, yes, it is. Honestly, it is a karma. Yeah. Thing. All okay. Right. So, so that's, that's the explanation. <laughs> more stuff in your feed. More downloads. The season's here. It's not Gannon's fault. We agree People, on everything. Uh, let's get to that. Beat Dallas. All right. Okay. Now, we're going to talk birds. Let's and do we'll it. do what we do. And again, thank you. Even if you don't do anything, we love yeah. you. Oh, we, yeah. look, thank we, you very much. We'll hold no grudges. Our brief run at number one was <laughs> we, great, if we, not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. We love you no matter what. Thank you for listening. You're amazing. Yeah. If you want to go above and beyond for us, it'll certainly warm our hearts. Yes. All right. Um, let's get to Gannon. We'll get let's to Jordan go. Davis thing in a, in a minute. But well, I think part it's part of it. But yeah. Very, uh, right. But the, yeah, yeah. the Gannon is the thing right Yes. Gannon is the thing, as always. I just... And I'm gonna let you have the floor, and you can yes. do your thing. And I just, I don't know if it's it's because you're on this hill and you're you're yeah. forcing yourself to try and stay on it it's or whatever. But sometimes, admit when you're wrong. I will. Jonathan Gannon sucks. Okay, he's a bad defensive coordinator. 
Go ahead. Give me a few minutes, okay? Okay. I'm, so I'm laying here's out the here. thing. Turn, look at this. Right? You can see his day game. I'm, all right, he turned his mic off. All right, so after the game on Sunday, on the post-game pod, I said, as a Jonathan Gannon guy that coming into the year I thought was going to be really good, it was shaking, right? Is it like, oh, my God, they gave up 35 points to the Lions. Maybe he's not that good. That was my takeaway, like both on the pod, on the hits, on the station, texting friends. I'm like, man, like, Hurts look great, and that what's matters, that's what matters the most, but, man, maybe this defense really will be bad. So I've gone back and I've watched it a few times. And James, let me present my case to you, and then I want to hear where you think I'm going wrong. All right, so let's let's talk about the game. It's 31-14 at one point. We can all agree at that point the defense is playing really well. Bit of a shaky start, a lot of three and outs, the touchdown turnover. So in some ways, they've only given up seven points if you take if you take the touchdown off of what they've given up. But it's 31-14 in the third, okay? So dominating up until then. They have them in third and 10. Gardner Johnson and Kaiser White both missed tackles short of the line of scrimmage. First down Lions. Third and eight. Penalty on Cox. It's third and three. So third and three, tough down for defenses. Goff makes a nice throw. And I will say, you'll see a reoccurring theme here. I thought Goff actually made some nice throws in the second half. Is what it is. Third and seven. Same drive. Still 31-17. Goff, the coverage is good. The pass rush actually gets to him. He has to run. Avante Maddox misses a tackle like five yards short of the sticks. They get a first down when they shouldn't have. So then they score a touchdown, right? So 31-21. 31-21, offense scores 38-21. Then the next drive, more missed tackles. Hargrave missed a tackle. Reddick missed a tackle, right? So missed tackles are down at the one-yard line. They score. 38-28, both teams punt back and forth. 38-28, Lions have the ball. Third and four, absolute clean pocket. Goff completes a pass. Third and five, clean pocket. Goff completes a pass. Third and 10, Gardner-Johnson called for a penalty. They have a fresh set of downs. They score. Slay gets beat by, which I even think you would agree. I see your mic's back on. You would agree. He's getting ready. I know. I know, I know. The Slay touchdown he got beat on. It's a great throw. Which is a great throw, right? Great throw. So here's my overarching thing. 35 points is unacceptable. I'm a big quarterback win-loss guy. I'm a head coach win-loss guy. Gannon gets a loss. He does, right? He gets a loss. But I did not come away, now that I've watched the second half of that game three times, I did not come away thinking it was scheme. I came away thinking it was poor tackling and penalties. And so moving forward, I don't think there's a foundational problem. And and actually, this is probably the biggest. The pass rush was really bad. So those three things, in my opinion, Gannon holds ultimate responsibility for. But if we can talk about it on a more realistic level, he can't be out there not committing penalties. He can't tackle for them. And the defensive line has to be better. So I didn't see scheme issues when I watched the breakdown in the defense. Okay. Um, I'll let you go. Okay. Well, I got a lot. I can, there's many different ways, but I'll go very simple first. What kind of podcast are we? What do we always say we are? We're a bottom line podcast. We're a bottom line podcast. And I was bottom line. 35 points. I agree. To the Detroit Lions. I agree. 35 points to the Detroit Lions. One sack that was on a fumbled snap. Yeah. He blitzed six times. Three of them worked. Like, it was like, oh, early in the game, two straight blitzes on third down. Boom. Stop him. Where'd that go? Why do you keep doing that, pal? The running defense, like the scheme itself. Like, again, we'll go into the Jordan Davis stuff, but the numbers were pretty crazy with Davis on the field versus off. I'm pretending to turn my mic off. Yeah. Okay. No, you're doing great, buddy. You're doing great. I want to interject. (laughs) You can interject. I don't need the floor. Again, like, and look, I I have not watched the tape three times, so I'm not going to quibble with the exact things you saw, but I will say that a lot of, People who also watch tape, like Ross Tucker, 
knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Just came on the midday show and yeah, crushed Gannon. Crushed him for the run defense scheme. Like the the way the defense was set up against the run. I'm not smart enough to know that. That's the and type I'm of not either. But, right. what, but according to Ross Tucker, the run defense scheme was horrible. But, but see, but so and I heard him say that, and I base I guess the whole thing is, and look, I'm not going to pretend to be an amazing X's and O's guy. I'm just not right. right. But it seems like okay. We can, but it we seems can say like we're good the at main issue people have is whether there were four linemen or five. That seems to be the main issue, right? And, like, I do think what happened is, if you look, like, so there was a, let me look it up really quick. I think it was a, oh, it's third and ten, right? And the Lions ran it. Like, that's not a run down, you know? So, like, I can see why in a third and ten, when when the Lions are down 31-14, I think it's, like, a safe assumption for Gannon to think they're going to throw it here. Like, wouldn't you agree? Right, but he's well, not talking uh, about one play. No, I know he's play. not. But yeah. what I'm saying is, I think what happened is, like, there were just a lot of, First of all, it was missed tackles. It just flat out was. Right, but I was going to get to that next. Like, that's on Gannon, too. It's it your is. defense. And, and this is the first thing you said. Your team can't miss missed tackles and penalties and not blame the defensive coordinator. No, no, but, He's but, the guy who gets them ready to play. I, but, but I guess what I'm saying is this. You started your thing by saying, what kind of pot are we? We were bottom line pot. Yes, the 35 first, points against the one. The first thing I said was, Gannon deserves a loss for today. Okay. 35 points is too many points. It's his. But it's I, I just don't know why you even defend him at all. Be, because at because what I'm saying is, what, what I've heard these last few days is, Gannon's scheme's a big problem. He's not well, a good again, coordinator. We looked a lot. But if, but if like you look we, at it, it's the tackling. But and now he holds responsibility for that. But ultimately, the, but the, they the players still have, have way to too many plays. Okay. There were missed tackles, but there were still Chauncey Gardner way too many wide open plays, way too many poor. There weren't really, though. There were like two or three. Now, I will say. I will say there were two and big how do you plays not adjust? that got missed. How do you not adjust to De- DeAndre Swift? How do you not stop? Like, but, but do that's more what I'm saying. That there were, they, he, those, they a lot were of those runs, to, he was wide open. Like, it wasn't just that he was, you know, moving, making got, great now moves. Now, he got through the initial line early. Wide right. open after that. But what I'm saying is, the reason his line, his runs were so long were because of missed tackles. If players tackle, these are not long runs. And so we're not sitting here and going, the defensive look, fit the was bad. Look, the missed tackle was bad, but you can't just But it's a huge it. part of it. It's, that's what it, I'm trying to say. It's a part of it. No, but it's a huge part of it. It's a part of it. No, here's why I think it's a huge part. Because... All right, again, I'll, I'll keep using it. It's just one play, but I think it's a good example. It's third and 10. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is standing in front of DeAndre Swift like five or six yards short of the first down and has an opportunity to tackle him. Gardner-Johnson, again, someone who we did a whole pod about how good he is, right? And it, I thought he played well. So actually, I look back and like missed tackles and penalties. And again, he just got there. Agreed. So but, that, that, but that's what I'm saying is Gannon, But again, I missed tackles put, and penalties is on Gannon. It is ultimately, And again, how he uses these guys, how they're ready to play. I mean, Hassan Reddick being a, a nothing in that game. Like, yes. that, Jonathan Gannon has to own that too. It's right, on well, Reddick right, too. Let me but talk like, about that. All this stuff, all these new pieces, and you don't have them ready to play football in week one. You're ready to go up against Jared Goff. We're talking about Jared Goff. I agree. He's them. probably, the, again, the worst quarterback head coach duo. But let me ask you this. You talk about his job is to put them in position to make plays. That's what you said, right? Gardner Johnson is standing they, to, in front I, of my, the I said my job is to have them ready to make plays. Yes. There's a difference. Okay. It's not just putting them on the field in the right spots. It's having them prepared to play the first week of the season. And I understand they didn't do preseason and stuff, but you're the freaking defensive yeah, coordinator. I, right. Have your guys oh, ready to go out and play. <laughs> I'm not the coordinator. <laughs> They're going to say I'm the guy that go, was okay with You know it. what I mean? Have your guys ready to go out. And, I, uh, look, I was too, but I'm saying that you still get crushed. If you're not ready to play, the offense looked ready. Offense looked like they could make plays in week one despite the preseason, and they were a little rusty, and I think there's room for improvement. Yeah. But the defense looked like they were not ready to play week one of the NFL season. So, but but I think that and, and, this, is, and this is why, like, look, I think the bottom line thing we, we both agree on, 
it was a bad performance from the defense. It was this is me not sitting here and being like, actually, Gannon was great. Like I'm not saying that. Right, but, but no, but, but hold on. But here's why I think it's important to break down like why it happened because it's week one. So we're talking about like going into Minnesota. Like, why would the team? Why would fans be? Would why would fans be optimistic this can get turned around? Is essentially the Gannon discussion, right? And what I'm saying is when I looked. The majority of the problems was tackling and penalties, and to me, that feel that feels more correctable See, than than I a know scheme issue that and he that can't do. And that is more correctable, right? I agree, but I I, I under I think that that you're you're minimizing the problem. Like, yes, tackles were a part of the problem, but this is all. It's again, we've seen this again and over and over again. A defense that is too easy to move the ball on, like that he gives up too much. That it again, it seems like the same thing. Like, be more aggressive, do more, especially when you're getting gashed. Like, change, adjust in game. We never see this guy make but, a in-game adjustments. But, well, first of all, I don't think that's true. But, well, all right, effective in-game adjustments. Okay. We never see big changes but, in game. But games. what I'm saying is, like, guys— if something is happening that is hurting you, guess what? That's going to hurt you all game with Johnny were, I mean, it was the same thing last year. With these—you know, and again, it, you've argued it's the right defense to play and whatever, but, like, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, whoever it is, just gashing you up. You make no adjustments say, this is what we're doing as a defense, and it's either going to work or it's not. Well, it's not working. And they did the same so, thing. But, DeAndre Swift gashing him up. Well, this is what we're doing. Hopefully guys make tackles. Do something else. Stack the right. box. Do what you got to do. Do something. Right. So, but here's the thing. Like, what he was doing in some ways, and I feel like I need to keep repeating myself in saying that I understand the anger towards the defense because they were not good enough. But the point I'm making is you're talking about do something so that the problem's corrected, right? Is essentially what you're saying. There was a problem with DeAndre Swift. Do something to fix it. Players were in position to make plays. Like he I don't know what defense you can coach up that that affects for bad again, tackling. I, it's not just all tackling though. But, but I'm like, saying like, look, this is what it. I'm saying. Like, so there's a third. But again, like the, look, neither of us are experts at analyzing film. There are enough people who really know what they're talking about with this who say Gannon's scheme sucked. Like right. so so I you know what I mean? Like I no offense. No, I know I should you what you're saying. Yeah. And I'm not gonna right. argue with you about the specific tackles up because I don't I have not rewatched the film in that way. But, like, when there are enough people who really understand scheme and really know what they're looking right. at when they see that, say, hey, this is a bad scheme and here's why, like, I'm going to trust that. I, and I and look, I get that, right? Which is why I said on Sunday, I was like, oh, man, this is maybe a problem. And why over the last few days I've been like, maybe the defense is a problem. Maybe I'm wrong about Gannon. And you're right. Like, we can't break film down like Ross Tucker can. We just can't. But I also know when it's third and ten, and the, and a the, guy misses tackle, and they could have stopped him. Yeah, I get but it. Also I like, get it. I get look, what you're Avante saying. Avante Maddox has a chance to bring down Jared Goff short of the sticks on third and ten in the red zone, right? Like, I like my chances there. I, I'll take that play ten times and hope Maddox makes that tackle nine times. But he missed it, right? Like a penalty on third and ten on C.J. Gardner Johnson. I thought it was a bad call, but it was still a penalty that gave him a first down. The uh, the the call that uh, Sirianni challenged, I thought that was dropped. It went his op. So this is what I'm trying to say, is when I looked at the full game, there were long stretches where the defense was was really good, right? And when I looked at the second half, I asked myself, like, was the, was the problem that, like, they were just clueless? Or were these things that I think going into Minnesota or going to versus Minnesota in the rest of the season can be corrected? And, like, so it really comes down to, like, can they become a better tackling team? In my belief, if they play that game and don't miss a tackle, I know that's an extreme side of it, but if they're a better tackling team, the Lions don't end up making this a game. 
in my opinion. So so does that mean that the scheme was good enough to hold the Lions to like probably, you know, 17 or 21 points, whatever? Wow, come on, dude. 17. Well, no, I'm saying you, if they tackle better. Ta- dude, missed tackles made up for 17 points? You're saying I'm was- saying, in my opinion, the main problem in the second half was tackling. Yeah, I think it's On third I downs, missed simple. tackles I gave agree, them a fresh set of I agree, missed tackles were a part of it, but it's, it, A, he's responsible for it, but B, I think that's he is too simple for an explanation right. for but, it. But, but the difference, I think there's a difference to be concerned with a coordinator because he can't get his guys to tackle versus being concerned with a coordinator where the where he might not know what he's doing. And I, I, I'm not ready See, to go there yet. Yeah, I, I I hear him talk. I watch the games. I, I am starting to, to come to, I don't think he knows what he's doing. Okay. I honestly don't. Like, I, if I had to bet what I think John and is, and again, I could be wrong. I, will, I understand, and I came into the season saying we'd give him more time with all these guys, and I still believe that, you know, it takes time to get all these guys ready. They didn't have a ton of preseason. It's a lot of new pieces, whatever. Like, I'm not saying that, that there's not a chance I could be wrong. Like that is possible. Well, let me and we're gonna find something. out over the next few games. Like soon enough, we're gonna know yeah, for sure. Minnesota, but yeah, but but if I had to guess what Jonathan Gannon is, I think he's someone who is a good talker. I think he's someone who's got some charisma, and I think he's someone who's fooled a lot of people to think that he's better at his job than he is. So that's, that's what, what I, I was think gonna ask you. Like, I like why like if why is it that only in Philadelphia he's viewed poorly? Is it well, just because we I, see I him think, more often? No, no, like, no. Yeah. I think that no, I think it's one of those things where again, I think look, and I think we've seen the NFL a lot of times. I mean, how many? People have become head coaches who should not have been head coaches, who have mm-hmm. failed at it miserably. We just saw Urban freaking Meyer. Like, look, there are a lot of examples of guys who the NFL views as really good at something, and they're not. And and it's because of 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 uh, talk around the league. Or this yep. Again, I think Gannon is one of those guys who, when you're in a room with him, when you're talking to him, when you're on a staff, he comes off as sharp. He comes off as someone who is assured, who knows what he's doing. I don't think he's those things. Well, it's so funny because, I like, you know what I mean. And that yeah. happens. Yeah, like, yeah, people 100%. can. Yes. People can. People fool, are good interviews. People yeah. can Snake fool oil you. Oil salesman. I think Jonathan yep. Gannon has fooled the NFL. That that's my. Again, I could be wrong, but if I had to pick right now, if you had to say what is Jonathan Gannon, I think he is someone who has fooled the NFL into believing that he is smarter and sharper at the game than he is. So what's so funny is we've said this a lot on the pod. I text you all the time about how blown I am away with Sirianni. Mm-hmm. All, I the actually, time. I actually, all the time. I actually find Gannon the exact opposite. Wow. Like That's when, really interesting. When I'm around him, like he like he walks to the podium, he does this whole like, you know, happy Tuesday, like let's go guys, <laughs> like blah, blah, right? Like I actually find his his like kind of, I think, I don't know him personally very well, so there's not a personal shot at him. I think he walks into those auditoriums when he get like, like wanting to project something, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't find it authentic. I find Sirianni very authentic, right? So this is not like a, I believe in Gannon the person take. I would not hire Gannon to be my head mm-hmm. coach. But what I'm saying is, like, I'm not. I, I, look, I, I think I'm people, seeing missed tackles and penalties. I think which what, are, what it is is people. I think, and I, look, we could be right. I think you feel that people just go a little too far with yeah. Gannon stuff. I, I get it. I, and look, this is the next part of the conversation. I frankly think the players are not getting enough blame here. The pass rush was awful. Mm-hmm. And now you can say he should blitz more, and that's, there's an argument to be had there. But you don't pay Hassan Reddick $30 million, and you don't draft Jordan Davis in the top 15 to get zero impact from either in the passing game. The One of the main problems last year with well, this— Well, they used Davis that way well, no, for but, what it's worth. Right, but— They but what, did not use him in the game. And again, we can get into the, we'll get into the Davis thing in a bit. But the way they used him, they did not ask him to be a Correct. pass rusher. But what I'm saying is the main problem, one of the main problems, easily top three, if not top two, issues with the team last year was a pass rush. Pass rush. Would you agree? Yeah, without right? a doubt. It, like, N- uh, number passing one. number one, I think it's fine, num- but like. Uh, no, honestly, I think the pass rush, I think the pass rush hurt the Eagles last year more than Jalen Hurts. Okay, fine. So it's 1A, 1B, one whatever pass rush, say. I think they're probably going to 10, 11 win team last year. So. The Eagles this offseason, right? Like, because again, it goes back to that whole how they got beat by all those teams. If they have a pass rush, they 
they might beat the they almost beat the Chargers. They yeah, came down again. I, again, you know? we're on the same page. Pass rush, with, massive yeah. problem last yeah. year. In the offseason, you only have so many resources, right? Like the cap space is a bit of a myth, but you only have so much cash you can spend. You only have so many draft picks. The top rated pass rusher they signed, the most money they spent on him was Hassan Reddick. Yep. Absolute non factor. Zero. And I'll say this for now, all like the drop. Quick, on, how on. much of that is Gannon? Well, this is what I was going to say. Okay, good. So in the first half, so on Monday night, this is how much of a loser I am. I spent all Monday night watching, <laughs> or um, Sunday night watching every snap Reddick played. Well, if it makes you feel any better, John Ritchie is on like his fifth watch of nice, the game yeah. already. He nice. had watched it three times before we started the show on Monday. Perfect. So. And that's I the mean, whole game. It's just football. It's just football, guys, <laughs> you know? So you literally came in this morning. We're sitting in the room. Joe texts us. We get here. They, I get here way earlier, but they get here at nine. We're sitting there. It's me and him at nine. Joe says, I'm going to be in at nine, 10. I was like, oh, he's going to be 10 minutes. He's like, can I go watch film for 10 minutes? Love it. It's like, yeah, dude, I'll text you. But so, literally, that happens. Anyway, go ahead. So in the first half of the game, there was at most maybe one or two snaps, but I really don't think there was, where all Reddick did was rush the passer. That's all he did. He moved forward. In the second, and, and look, he was he lost his matchup versus Penny Soul. Penny Soul without a, a tackle, but he completely lost it. He was a non-factor in the first half. He, he lost any matchup he had that game yeah, against he anybody. Was bad, right? He was bad. So he then, was a non-factor. And look, like you talk about, like you know, all right, Gannon making adjustments. I saw him move Reddick around more in the second half, putting him in the middle of the field. I would never drop him into coverage, but he did drop him in four coverage, times, right? I believe, right? Which is four too many in my opinion. But when the guy's doing literally nothing as a pass rusher. Here's an adjustment. Let me put him in the middle of the line and have him blitz up right. as a line. Again, right. I'm not saying he doesn't try to make adjustments. I'm saying his adjustments have not been effective. So this is the point I'm making. Reddick was paid $30 million, was a non-factor as a pass rusher. Now let's get to – and the whole – look, the whole line was bad. They they got – I think Reddick uh, – Goff back dro- – dropped back 38 times. He had a clean pocket for all but nine of them. Yeah. So that was a major problem. Only, like, only six blitzes. Yeah. And look, the I think sometimes – the defensive line is so easy to talk yourself into. I talked myself into it. I did it last offseason. I did it this offseason. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time we stop viewing the defensive line as a strength. Yeah, no, I after that game. Like, I think I think I it gets lumped question. in. It gets and lumped look, in with the offensive yeah. line. The offensive line like it, it's been way better than the way defensive better. It's line. Not even close. Yeah. And look, the Lions might have a really good offensive line. Baldy said he has them as a top 5 offensive line in football. Like they might be really good there. It does seem like right. they have a legit offensive line, but that's no excuse if you're a yeah. good defensive line. To have that little agreed. So Reddick non-factor. And here's my thing with Jordan Davis. I understand he was not drafted to be a pass. Not even just that. I'm just saying in the game they didn't ask him to be a pass rusher. Right. He was was on the field. I think he rushed the passer seven times. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying this. If like for and I said it before. This is in reaction. Let's let's set the table for those who didn't see it. I'm sure most of our listeners did. But one of the big uh, narratives going around after the game on Monday was that. Uh, Jordan Davis, when he was on the field, the the Lions rushed for only 2.9 yards right. per carry. When he was off the field, it was 10 yards a carry. And that led everyone to be like, very mad. Right? What the why hell? Is he not why is he field? not on the field? Okay. First of all, I think it's probably, and I've probably seen almost every viral stat on Eagles Twitter for like eight years. I think it's the most misleading stat. So we've for ever what it's worth, viral. John Ritchie, could not agree more with you. Yes, like he thought it was absurd. It's it's honestly. He said it is not the picture that we it, like. He is he's it's it's happenstance. It's it, it's it happenstance is a perfect word. So I went back and I looked at all the running plays. Right again. No, like, he did say one thing. He said he did a good job of what Jordan Davis did well was he knew what he was supposed to do and he did it. He like took up a blocker and stuff like right. that. But outside of like understanding and doing his assignment, he gave you nothing. Else. He was on he was on the field for twenty two snaps. I thought there were two plays where he impacted the runner. Right. Now, maybe there were a few more where my lack of X's and O's knowledge. Where like, him taking yes. up a blocker was the whole point of what right. he's supposed but, to do. But I didn't see a single play where he was double teamed. Mm-hmm. So this idea that he's like eating bodies up was not true in my eyes. Like if someone wants to show me a snap where he gets double teamed, like, you know, two, three plays, 
I'll I'll change my mind. I'm just saying when I saw it, I didn't see him get double teamed, right? And so if you're number 13 overall pick, trade it up for him. And again, this comes back to resources. Your pass rush was an issue last year. Redick, not a good week one. Pass rush, Jordan Davis, complete non-factor, right? So then then he better be pretty good against the run. But like if you're going to be a top 15 pick, you have to impact the passer. That is how Jordan Davis is going to be a great player. I'm not out on Jordan Davis. I actually feel bad that I have to come across as being negative about him, but the stat is absurd. The reason that they averaged way fewer yards when Jordan Davis was on the field, they just tackled better. And when he wasn't on the field is when they missed tackles. There were plays where, like, DeAndre Swift, I think, had the 16- or 18-yard run when Jordan Davis was on the field because people didn't tackle. Like, And I'm still all in on Jordan Davis. I think he's going to be a leader of this team next year. I think he has a ton of potential. But he was a non-factor in that game on Sunday. Yeah, so I think non-factor is a little unfair, again, to Richie's point. I think he played a role. It was just not the role you need from your first-round top 15 pick. I I do think that that there are certain things probably that that we don't see when we watch the tape where him being out there maybe did have some effect on the running game. I mean, those are pretty stark numbers, and I doubt it's just – Every time he was on the field, they made a tackle, and every time he was off, they didn't. Uh, that would be very, very coincidental. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I'm, but I mean, like, so it had to be something. Maybe he slows it down. Maybe it's a smaller hole for running back to get through, and that slows him down. And that's the tackle's easier to make or whatever. I'm saying, like, I'm sure there is something yes. that, to it. You know what I mean? That it's not just nothing. But the point being, it wasn't because Jordan Davis was out there mauling guys in the run game when he was on I mean, the field. Like, and, dude, and just think about this. Think of how good of a run defender Jordan Davis would have to be for them to average 10 yards when he's off the field and like two and a half, three yards mm-hmm. when he's on. He'd have to be the best run defender of all time. <laughs> that, that's, that's you know, depending if you use two or three, it's, you know, either five times or three times, right? Like, so I just think, like, what happened, in my opinion, why the tweet really got me triggered is because I feel like what the reaction ended up being, well, how could these idiot coaches not put him on the field? Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, that is not an accurate depiction of what happened. And now, so like the 22 snaps, right? Marlon Tuopolo to paid 27. Well, look at you nailing the name. I mean, maybe. Who knows? But like, <laughs> I wasn't even going to try. But I was like, going to call him 95. He created an interception. Yeah, he was a big player. Right? So like, he deserved more snaps than, than Jordan Davis was. And I'll also say this. Like, we have seen consistently they force guys on the field if they're draft picks. So you don't think they wanted to play Jordan Davis more? Like, well, it's also you, you, you don't think they, they wish look, that he, he could have played. He didn't have a big preseason and stuff. He's a big dude. We've talked about those issues. Like, it might not be that they felt he was at, like, physically ready. I asked him after the game how he felt. He said he felt fine. Of course, he's okay, going to so say yeah. that. But like, I don't know about the whole fitness thing. Like, I just, I it's so hard for me to tell. I heard people say they look tired. I didn't think they looked tired. Now maybe. Look, maybe because they were tired, the tackling was poor. I don't know. I just didn't. I, mean, get... I think that's part of it. Could Look, be. I am yeah. sure. I am sure that if they had had a tougher preseason, they probably would have tackled better. Like I don't know how much better, but it probably would have been better. You know, like or they're not on the field because they're again, hurt. But you know what? Well, that's what I was about I to know. say. You li- you you've been doing that lately. I was literally about to say, but <laughs> yeah, would I rather have some missed tackles or my full right. complement of players start of the season? I would. We're just still on take the same the wavelength. Compliment. Right yeah, now, yeah. I would still take the full complement player. All right. Um, Download the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, by the way. The Bet yes. Parks Sportsbook app is um, it's a blast. Week one of the season, uh, as is tradition, uh, we bombed our parlay. Just we missed, did very badly. Missed on all of it. You yeah. know, it was great. So uh, the Chiefs, I knew the Chiefs would win. I felt good about the Chiefs. We picked the Jags money line. From Jags money line. We took yeah, the, Panthers, the Panthers. Which, by the way, they were close. Yeah, you know, illegal snap. If we or had something taken like the points, I think we might have had a push. But yeah, we, we took the money. 
No, we lost. We lost. <laughs> we lost. But you know what's funny? I think we might I, add the Niners maybe in there. I think I picked the, <laughs> I think I picked the Bills in our like pick them thing, and, uh-huh. I, and I bet the Rams. Yep. So. Sounds about right. Bad, bad call. Yeah, so you definitely picked the Bills because they're your Super Bowl team. And then well, you, yeah, right. I'm saying, yeah. but then I lost money on yeah. the Rams. So. Uh, by the way, I will say, uh, if I had to bet after the first week of the season. The Bills are winning. This no, one of the two teams. We, the Chiefs looked awesome. Oh, yeah, so, that's so true. It's not, but the point is, you picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl. I picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Again, many things can happen, and weird stuff happens in the NFL. Like, you know, we definitely would not have said week one the Bengals were going to the Super Bowl last year. Like, the Chiefs of the Bills are with <laughs> Yeah, Mahomes was awesome. Those two teams looked so much better than everyone else. Well, have you seen, uh, speaking of the Bet Parks app, when Dak went down, I opened it up to see. Oh, buddy. Right? Dude, the Eagles are like, they're minus 180. They are a heavy favorite. So they're minus 180, and I don't know what it is as of the last like few hours. It was hours. like plus 400, Yeah, the second yeah. place team, I it's think, like was Washington, still Dallas, I maybe. I think it was okay. Washington. Was it? All right. Which I, I think know. should I'll be true. I'll double check while, while we're talking. But they're like six or 700 point favorites, if you want to like phrase it that way. It is... It is insane. It yeah. is. It is unexpected. Happy I picked them. Yeah, look at yeah. that. See, <laughs> fine. <right? laughs> You'd be feeling really bad about that Dallas pick right now. But that's the beautiful thing. That's why this is so much fun because you can pay attention to every game, be locked in on everything, and oh, by the way, make or if you're Elliot and I lose a little money yeah, while doing it, and you know shackles. what? It's a freaking blast. It's worth it. Honestly, I. I personally just am like, all right, I'm going to lose this much amount of money, and I'm going to have a lot of. But fun you know what's awesome? It. You could win. Well, that's the beautiful thing. Yes. When you do win, yes, it is just the best feeling in the world. And uh, you know, the the app is so fun. It's easy to use. It's intuitive. All that good stuff. As I'm easily just pulling up the odds for the division as we're talking, and Eagles are minus one fifty five to win the division. Mm. Washington is plus four fifty. The Giants plus five hundred. And coming in last place, like their podcast should be. <laughs> yeah, by the way, it is. Yeah. Dallas at yeah. minus 600 or plus 600, excuse me. You can bet on all this. That's the beautiful thing. Bet on futures as the season goes, bet on individual game performances. That's another thing. As Elliot always says, fantasy is for children. It is. Gambling really. is for adults. People in the hallway are talking about their team. I'm like, you guys are embarrassing yeah. yourselves. Right you know now. what you do? Instead of being like, oh, I got this guy on my team, go bet on a guy's yardage yeah. total. Yeah, be a man. You could because you could actually pick whoever the hell you want in a game in the moment. Instead of being like, oh, this guy's on my team, I'll root yep. for him. You get to choose. It's the best. And if you sign up right now, you get first bet. Bet risk-free up to $750, a $750 risk-free bet. And again, remember, we just gave you that that bet prior to the, the game this past week, that amazing plus 50 bet. You won. You won it if you bet it. Boom. There'll be all kinds of awesome offers and deals throughout the season. So you got to download the app now. Again, use our promo code GOBIRDS, that's G-O-B-I-R-D-S, to get a risk-free bet. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. You must be 21, president of Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBER. So per John McMullen... J-Mac. J-Mac. Do people call him J-Mac down there? J-Kib, J-Mac is what they call him. No, they just call him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Eagles were number 32 of 32 when it came to tackling in week one per pro pro football focus. Not good. Did you see that other, though, PFF stat that came out? About Hurts? About Hurts? Yeah. Did you see that? And look, PFF stats, we, we everyone knows less than the pod. We use them when we like them. We don't use them when we don't. Well, they had the Eagles pass rush as the ninth best in the league. And it was the first time I looked and I was like, oh, this is dumb. Maybe I shouldn't be using yeah. it. Yeah. But but so I've never been a big fan of using their stats. But 
you know, I thought it was interesting that they said Jalen Hurts. Well, I told you, I thought his accuracy was quarterback in the NFL and throws past the sticks. I thought his accuracy was insane on Sunday. I, dude, Jalen was awesome. So we actually, I don't think Jalen was awesome. So we right? let's, let's talk about Jalen for yes, because he was awesome. He's almost an afterthought now. He's so good. It's so but, funny. Yeah, it's like yeah, we're just pitching yeah. about the defense, and I, I really appreciated that, especially the day after. And I hope. You know, the people who listen to the pod on Sunday night felt the same way because, you know, we came in on Monday, or at least I did, to the show, and you were, you know, on the radio that night and all yeah. that stuff. Like, like we did a really positive pod. You know, obviously, we're like, you know, some issues to clean up. It's early, whatever. But, man, Jalen looked that awesome. That was the main they takeaway. Won. Like, the NFC's a, a mess. Like, what a, what a day. And then I came into work the next day, and it felt like they freaking lost. Like, yeah. it was unbelievable. So, I appreciate I hope everyone else did. Like, I appreciate how, like, your take coming in and the way I felt, too, just coming to me like, what are people talking about? Jalen was awesome. It's what matters like, What else most. are we worrying about and, here? And you know what? So, it, I think the, the benefit of the postgame pod is the rush of emotion that we record with. Yeah, the negative is, you know, we've only, we watched we the game things. once. Yeah. But, also, you know, we watch the game once. Like, so, I've, so um, we do the postgame pod. I'm, like, texting with people. And I'm like, yo, Jalen was awesome. And it was interesting to your point. Like, I'm getting texts back being like, Really? You think yeah. that? So I, I went and I watched. And, like, dude, I'm not even – this is not hy- hyperbolic. This is not exaggeration. He had, in my opinion, the best ball placement I've seen from an Eagles quarterback since 2017. Oh, 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 I thought his – the job he did just putting Let's the go. just putting the ball right on people's hands. Like, it sounds so simple, but I can't tell you with Carson what a big issue that was. Oh, and it's why yeah, people, you don't have but, to tell us, But buddy. I think sometimes, like, you see a missed pass, and you're like, well, that wasn't accurate. But there are, there are completions that are inaccurate, where, like, the play is meant for the guy to keep running, but he has to, like, reach behind him, which slows him down or whatever. Like, Jalen, I thought his consistent accuracy on Sunday was unbelievable when I rewatched the game. So many plays where A.J. Brown, who's obviously amazing— but where he just he could just keep running because yeah. Jalen hit him right in stride. We talked all offseason about how important it was going to be for Jalen to be accurate if he was going to get yak, and he did that. I thought there was a third and seven play to Pascal, who I forgot at the time. I told pod. you it was a nice it was play, pa- right? Yeah. It was a very nice Jalen play. Yeah. I just forgot who caught it. But it was like third and maybe, I don't know, five third or six. Third and four, I think. Third and four, like yeah. yeah. Jalen's got a guy in his face. He hits it over the guy's fingertips to Pascal. Again, literally right in stride. If Pascal, if it's behind him, Pascal has to you like, might not slow get the first down. down. Right. Yeah, he had to run around a guy. So I thought, like, his consistent accuracy to me was, like, I mean, I think Pro Football football Focus, again, here we go, had him at 72% in the clean pocket. And when I went back and watched all 32 of his throws or whatever he ended up, I think it was 32, I thought he only had four bad throws. Like, throws where I was, like, even on some completions. And one of them was the A.J. Catch, the one one, we went down and got. Even on the A.J. Catch, that was a bad throw. Yeah, The Kenny Gainwell throw, bad throw. And one of the four was a bad pass, which I still think he deserves blame from, but that's not accurate. Yeah, 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 that was a dangerous pass. Yeah, Yeah. so I I thought he wasn't perfect, but, like, man, his accuracy was great. And the other thing that really stood out to me about Jalen looking back is, like, dude, his ability to never – Turn the ball it's over. It's the headiness, right? <laughs> it's, like, it's the combination of the not turning the ball over and also like the the running towards out of bounds. No, he doesn't have a play and just shoveling the ball forward out of yeah. bounds. Like like heads up plays, like be the protecting the football, knowing what to do in each situation. If play breaks down, like all right, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose this yardage. Why would I? I'll just toss the ball. Out. Like so many quarters don't quarterbacks right. don't do that. Ross Tucker was on the show talking about Kyler Murray throwing the ball out of bounds on a fourth down play. Dude. Like and you see so much of that throughout the league with quarterbacks. Like Jalen never does dumb stuff like that. Well, what else he doesn't? What he what he also doesn't do? And I think like, look, maybe he could do a little more of this. But like, 
again, in Detroit, it was loud. They were down 7 nothing. It was like a panic mode feeling, like all those things. He never forces the ball. Like, he never is like, it's never gunslinger yep. mode, like, like frankly, Carson gets. Like, <laughs> yeah, tell I think, me about look, it. Carson is probably at this point, like, has a stronger arm than Jalen. And I think he can still make throws Jalen can't. But Carson, that's the problem. Carson forces it. And because like, he can make throws think, think, that he thinks he Think of the Saints game can. in 2019 where it just spiraled out of control mm-hmm. and they lost sure. like four. It never happens under Jalen. Yeah. They never, other than the Tampa game, really, it, they never spiral out of control because of Jalen mistakes. And I thought, Sunday showed that as well. Like Jalen said this a few weeks ago at the podium. He was talking about like a meme of him where it's like his face when he throws a touchdown versus when he throws an interception and it's the same face and he has no emotion. Like that's what he was on Sunday. So again, we started with the defense and like whatever, but like the biggest takeaway to me is Jalen looked awesome. Now, real quick before you move on, also quick shout out. I'm not really like a, I don't, really care that much. I think it's fun. I'll watch right. it, but I'm not like a big, like when they put out the locker room speech guys. Oh yeah. I loved it in 2017. Obviously it was like a magical year yeah. and all that, but like for the most part, I'm not like, Oh, I got to watch it. Sirianni's surprisingly not that good at it. Not. Which is surprising. You know it seems like he'd be awesome at it. Jalen Hurts though. Yes. Dude. Like I, again, I don't really care about those things. I was like ready to run through Walt. Like that well, was the way he start off light and he builds and you know, start, get some right. going and like, and it was, you know, and it was the right message. It was the, hey, we made a lot of mistakes today, but you know what? We won a football game. Like, like I just, I, like, and you could see, like, this is a 23-year-old kid with, like, veterans and leaders and all these guys around him. And they're all looking at him. They're all, like, leaning towards him. Like, again, I know we say it all the time, but, like, for at his age to be the the leader and the, the charismatic, you know, um, like, center of things, the way he can be, is special. Yeah. Like, I, we'll see about the on-the-field stuff and looks great after one game, but, like, off the field at his age is, like, rare well, to be this guy. And what's interesting about him is, like, you are everything you, you said is absolutely correct, but I do think he's grown into that a little bit with the Eagles. Like, I remember last year, I think they put out a post-game speech of him giving one and, like, he does have a bit of a quiet attitude about him. Now, I'm not around he's him. He's kind of a quiet talker yeah, a lot of exactly. times, too. Yeah, But, like, I don't think... Like, I don't think week one last year he gives that same type of speech. It's a great point. In terms of, like, just his confidence you could see in him. It's his team now, and it's yeah, his, it's his, it's his well, building and well, all so that. So I think that's the biggest difference. Like, to me, I've really seen him grow into the leader of the entire team. His players always liked him. They viewed him as a great leader, all those things. But I thought that was like, okay, this is Jalen's team now. Yeah. You know, like, this is, like, the way he talked. And, like, you know it's you talked about, like, the messaging. It was like, what's it called? Like a criticism sandwich where it's like a, yeah, compl- it's exactly a, a compliment what it's called. Yep. and in, you know, the, <laughs> and what you need what to work to on. Yeah. Like, and that's how I prefer all my criticism. I think it's called a compliment sandwich because it's a compliment at the top, compliment at the bottom. compliment sandwich. Oh, I thought you said a criticism sandwich. Oh, maybe I did. Yeah, I think it's called a compliment sandwich. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's great. But, like, that's what he did. He was like, hey, guys, like, good win. Also, you know, blah, 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 blah. But then, like, let's go, right? Let's go, yeah, like, And I right. thought it was... It was perfect. Yeah. So it was a very good video. Yeah. All right. What were you going to say there? I interrupted. Who even knows? <laughs> it was so long ago. Like, honestly, like, how how could I ever remember? I love it. Do you remember what I was saying? No. I was, yeah. no, you were talking about Jalen. No, I'm trying to remember the exact point. Yeah. It was like, uh, <laughs> who the hell knows? Yeah. Uh, we got so wrapped up in talking about Jalen and his leadership. Being we're like, smart with the football. I don't know. Should we just give up on it? I think it's gone. Yeah. Okay. So what else? Uh, you know, you got to go on the radio in a few minutes. Like, um, well, here, here's like my quick thing I'll say. Okay, good. I think this Vikings game might be the hardest game left on their schedule. And <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, we're in real one territory again. Yeah, damn right. If I had to pick right now, I don't think they're winning this game. So I'm not ready to pick yet. 
I could see both ways. I'm leaning towards picking the Eagles, but I'm not okay. I'm not there yet. Um but I will say again, I said this after the, on the post game and I feel very strongly. I do not think that almost and like there are little things we can see like Jane's improvements stuff like that that matter. But the football team we see in week 2 is going to be nothing like the football team we see. 100% in week two. I agree. Yeah. So, um and and the ones we saw in week one going to be very, again, the, everyone's pointed out, but it's true. The Packers lost by, what, 35 points week one last year? They went 13-4. and four, They were the one seed, right? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not ready to say that the Vikings are better than the Packers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, not ready I'm, not to, I'm not ready to get to that point yet to say that this Vikings team is going to be the toughest team they face. But I, I, I do agree. I think the Vikings are better. I think this coach clearly seems like a, a better, at least, you know, certainly a better offense against Zimmer, but I think they seem like a better coach team. Yeah, I think there's Cousin, talent Cousins there. is a good quarterback. Well, they, you know, like, if you know how to use him, he's a fine quarterback. Justin you know? Jefferson. And, like, yeah. here's the reason I'm going to pick them to lose, I think, is because, A, I don't trust the pass rush to get to Cousins, mm-hmm. which means he's going to be picking people apart. B, I just don't trust the defense to hold them under 30 points, let's be honest. Like, for whatever yeah. reason, I just don't. Mm-hmm. And, like, as awesome as Jalen was and as high as I am on him after that, you know, like, I do need to see him a few weeks in a row before I can say he's— Sure, so, of course. I think, think we think all, about, yeah. So I looked this up. The Eagles had lost their last, I think it was, 15 games where the defense gave up over 30 points. Wow. They, That's pretty wild. They never win shootouts. Yeah. Like, so for them to do that last week, and it goes back to what we started the other the postgame pod with, like, that's why Jalen was special that game because he won them a game they were not supposed to win. And so if they, give up, if, they, if they give up over 30 points on Monday night, and frankly, if you had to bet on it, I would probably bet that they will. I don't know if the offense can outscore. I mean, I think it's going to be a shootout. And so, so chances are they're going to lose. If you want to bet on something now, go bet on the over, over already. Yeah, I agree. Because I think it's when it opened at like, I haven't looked since, but it opened at like 49, 49. I think and it was half. up to 53. There you go. But honestly, I would. I would still bet on it. I, I think they're going to be a lot of points. Look, I the Vikings. I'd be stunned if the Vikings. I don't think were the Vikings 25. defense is that good. I think it's okay. I think the Packers offense was horrible. I think Aaron Rodgers had no one to throw to. Look, and I think I don't know if you watch that game, but if Christian Watson catches that that bomb, yeah, he was wide on, open. Yeah, like maybe it's a different game. Like yep. kind of just spiraled from there and all that. So I, I don't know. I'm not ready to say the Eagles. Won't. I think the Eagles will be able to score on Minnesota. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Look, I wouldn't be shocked if they lose 31 27 or something like that. I think that's on the table. Um, but I'm not there yet, I, and I, I I think they're gonna I think it's gonna be a really good game. I don't think either team blows the other. Out. And I think they can lose this game, and you can still walk away, of course, right? I, of like here's what I guess what I'm trying to say. I think this is a very good Vikings team. They, it made they the Packers might end up being better, and they might be. But we, I think the Vikings are very good. They might be. We liked them coming in the season. We talked about them on the you know when we did our our right. our uh, like um our betting pod for the season preview. You know that was one of the the underdog teams we like. We thought they could win that division. You know so. Um, yeah, I think they're good. And I think it's going to be, look, it's a really exciting Monday night. I know. Like an actual good late team night. coming in here. Eagles, Vikings back in town. Two Monday night games that night, which is weird. They have that like five, their early game. Oh, Have you noticed really? that? Yes. Are you sure about that? It's like Bills, Titans. I'm, yes, I'm sure. So there's two Monday night games there is this two, Monday. Yeah, I'll pull. I'll look they the, were not two Monday night games week no, one. No, well, that's so weird. They did it, it in week weird. one. So yeah, so week two. It is uh, Titans-Bills at 7-15, Eagles-Vikings at 8-30. So they're like competing games. So the Vikings-Bills uh, whack. Vikings Bills get, well, the Eagles at least get the priority. So the uh, Vikings-Bills is going to be on ESPN, and the uh, Eagles game is going to be on ABC. So like they're the premier game. Wow. Cool. Yeah. But like, isn't that weird? That is very weird. Like, what a strange decision. Like I hate it. So there'll be like two games going on while we're watching yeah, the Eagles. My be Twitter like, oh. timeline will be two games. Yes, it's yeah. weird, right? It is weird. Don't, don't like it. Because even when they do the other one, it's always like the early and the super late one right. or whatever. So. Don't like it. Don't like it either. Don't like it at all. So, But, we'll, you know, either way, it's going to be a big night, big yeah. game, a lot of exciting. Obviously, we will get all into that. We'll be back 
uh, soon to do our Parks Picks Pod. We'll go through all the games for the week. Obviously, Saturday show. Uh, it doesn't have to fly away today, this week, so that is good. We'll be there for that. Off Sunday. And then more content coming in the feed. Yes. Dallas sucks. Beat Dallas. I hate Automatic them. downloads. Auto- again, steal phones. Do whatever, do whatever you have to do. do. Honestly, if someone falls asleep on your train ride home and their phone's just sitting there on their lap, you know, and then maybe it's Don't facial recognition, it, yeah. hold the face up to their phone, let it recognize, add automatic downloads. You know they where there's, notice. You know where there's a lot of phones? Apple stores. Look at this. Going to the Apple app. See, you could go to King of Prussian Mall. Here's the key. Just get creative. Yes. That's all we're asking. 100%. Go out of your way to do it. Help us win. Why not? Because Dallas sucks. We all win when we win. Yeah. And yeah. and again, Dallas sucks. This there is to beat Dallas. It's not just us winning. This is us beating Dallas. Yes. That is the key component, certainly for me. Of this Definitely one. for you. <laughs> all right. You got any final thoughts? No, I feel like we kind of started I with I think we the, did. Yeah, yeah. I think we're good. I think good. we're good. We're good. We're good. All right. Eagles are 1-0. Yes. Might not have known that if you listen to radio. <laughs> yeah, you heard it on this spot. <laughs> we were right out in front of it. All right, we'll be back later with the Parks Pick Pop and more. Italian. James, talk to you guys soon.